Okay, back for another week, uh, talking about a certain kind of death. Here we go. We're kicking down this motherfucking door, and we're doing that. Let's get into it. If there's anything that could be haunted, for sure that fucking chair's haunted. Then again, the internet always wins. The internet always wins. Searching around about uh, this dog I found... Let's be frank, there's piss on the floor. He was pulled out of power and he was murdered by firing squad. I'll start having pain. Three dudes in a dock. That's the one. That, that is what it's called. Oh boy. Here we oh, go. Oh, I can hear myself now. There we go. Had some technical issues earlier. Try number two. Yeah, I just, you, it turns out you have to plug things in. Who would have thunk? That's crazy, <laughs> man. So welcome back. Yeah. Um, this is a wild one. Yeah. This is a crazy occupation that these people have. Yeah, so uh, we are recording on a Sunday like we always do. The good Lord's uh, Day. It's what, uh, 12 o'clock? Yeah. I started watching this one at like 8.30 in the morning. Same. On a Sunday, there was a lot more naked, dead, yeah. decomposing bodies than I bargained for at nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, Sundays should not include that kind of imagery. No, a lot of purple people. Like, and yeah, like not even like easing into it. Like the first what, like two minutes. Yeah, yeah at least you, you see the guy in the toilet, purple toe. Yeah, yeah. and Mister Tanner, I think that one was. No, no that he, wasn't Tanner. No, that, they don't talk about that guy. That guy, oh, okay. they just that, profile one, don't they? Really? No, there was yeah. three. There was. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the first guy they showed with the guy that the maggots oh, was eating yes. his face yes. and his feet. Yes. Yeah, they they never actually follow through that uh, that storyline. Right. Tanner, Tanner, Mr. Tanner is the one. Ronald Eugene Tanner, I think his whole name yes. was, was the yes. one who died on the his Ex- bedroom floor. Extenguin, extenguinated out of asshole. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to add the, the why yeah. and the how. Yeah. 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 I yeah. guess maybe not the why. The why was a fact that I did not expect to no. come across in this documentary. I bet, well, about that particular person's death. They, yeah. I know that, that that is the point of this, is to examine what it is like to die alone in a particular place. We should right. definitely mm-hmm. tag that with that. Uh, in the city caveat. of angels. Yeah, the city of angels. Yeah, don't die alone in LA. It is fucking sad. But, yeah. you know, I. Well, you could die alone, but just have like a next to kin. I imagine, really yeah, I imagine that's yeah. the same everywhere, though. Yeah. Especially big cities. Right? It, yeah. it would be. Yeah. yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. But. Man, oh man. There's just, there's so many parts of the process of dealing with people who die without next of kin that are disturbing, particularly about LA. Because I can't talk about other places. Yeah. They didn't talk about them in the docs. So it's, uh, it's just disturbing to see what happens when that's the case. And this is something I've literally never thought of. No. I've never once said, huh, I wonder what happens when someone dies and they don't have anyone to contact. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Until we started watching this. Yeah. Until like eight o'clock this morning. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, auctions are cool, yeah. but those auctions will be weird. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely been to estate sales, like houses. I guess that's sure, the same they, thing. Yeah. yeah. Stuff to get rid of. Huh. That, yeah. That is the same thing, but, but it's, I, you know, it just seems more direct. I think you always assume with an estate sale, though, it's, it's a next of kin saying, Hey, you know what? Likely. I don't, I don't know what yeah, to do with this yeah. stuff. 
Not a bunch of strangers that are like, we need to get money out of this because this costs Mm -hmm. money to process. Yeah. Um, Exactly. Like you, you think someone's organizing this. Okay. They've got like, they've taken what they want and they don't want to deal with the rest. Let's auction on it. But literally this is stuff, but we have nowhere else to put this. Let's Mm -hmm. auction it off to recoup our costs. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're going to be in the hole. So yeah. And it's not garbage. No, it's a tough thing to deal with. There was a couple of people who were uh, shown on this that were really unsure of what to do. There was one woman going through um, someone's wallet and she was like, okay, well this, this guy had about 250 bucks cash when he died. And like, I think it was the guy who died in the the hotel room, Mm -hmm. rented it for the night. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, uh, he had a wallet, some miscellaneous papers, and she was going through it all, trying to categorize it, mm-hmm. and she was just coming up with null. Like, it was nothing. Like, she was like, okay, he's got a wallet, he's got papers, yeah, just stuff, and right. she's yeah. trying to make it important and meaningful, because this was this guy's stuff, but at the same time, I don't know what to do with it, because, like, can I just... Can I just throw it away? Right. Yeah. Where does the wallet go? You just burn it? And they suspected him of being just like a transient person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, like no fixed address. Yeah. So they just, they chuck it all into big biohazard bins and then they take it off. And You they think they take the money? Dump. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I but, think they probably like, I don't know what they exactly did with that physical cash. But I guess they would recoup their costs well, because when they're selling shit. Like the one, like, I don't know if it was like a boarding house or whatever. Like the guy who just died in his room that had all the cockroaches. Oh, yes. Uh, um, yeah. Like they have, I think it was him that they found a bunch of change. So it was like $81 and 45 cents in, in change. In the sock. Yeah. yeah yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so I, I do remember them saying that some of this money, um, goes into a safety holding box. And if right. any next of kin or if any oh, okay, relative yeah. comes by, they, they have the chance to claim yeah. it. But I don't know how long that yeah, sits that, there. I was yeah. going to say that I don't think they, they said like if there's a time frame of that, which is crazy. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. and yeah, it's just crazy to think about that. Like, sure. Like there's nobody out there that uh, is related to these people that it no. just sits there and they're just, gone yeah. yeah it it doesn't seem worth it to bury them with their money although no. that's what we used to do yeah. as mm-hmm. people we used to bury them with their treasures and their riches and yeah toiletries and whatnot that was a chinese thing <laughs> they yeah. buried uh, they that um girl that mitch and i were looking at earlier there's a mummified body that's like the best preserved body in history yeah, yeah. uh it was a, a chinese uh, lady or like she was an empress or the wife of an emperor yeah. of some sort. And she was buried in like four different coffins, but she in her actual direct coffin was toiletries and her valuables. And there were statues carved of each one of her 168 servants yeah. so that she could have an effigy of a servant or her clan or her troop of servants in the afterlife so that it could make her passing easier. Yeah. So we, like we would typically in the last, like in our history, we would bury are dead with uh, their stuff. Yeah. Right. But I don't know of any historical accounts of people dying and like it being recorded that they have no, no next of kin. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty little known uh, subject yeah. of study. Well, and the fact of like how, like, so the one person that they, they profiled uh, Ronald Eugene Tanner, he had like a burial plot uh, with his family all set aside mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, everything like that. So um, he thought. Yeah, yeah. But but the two uh, other people, 
didn't have anything. Um, so they yeah. send them to like they call it county dispo, which is basically the county just gets rid of them. Yeah, bio disposal. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one guy at the end was saying how like they cremate them, they um, hold them for a certain number of years, and then every person who died without next of kin in that year. Their ashes just all get dumped in a hole together. Mm-hmm. Mass grave, yeah, for the year. The yeah. class of seventy six. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought of it. It is kind of like yeah. that. It looks like that at least. That yeah. was so. That was the part that uh, when I said that, like, don't die in in L A alone. That's messed up. Yeah, that was I, like we saw like brown decomposing bodies in this thing, and there was cockroaches, and there was like rotting punky penises and shit it was fucked up but yeah. the most fucked up thing that i saw in there that like i put my hand over my mouth and like i was just i was praising the lord because i couldn't understand it was the metal boxes full of yeah. all of their yeah. ashes it, a little bit of the process of how those ashes get to those little boxes yeah. but more yeah. so that they just a couple of guys wearing some painter suits and gloves pile them into a truck go out to a field or not even a truck. Sorry. It was mm-hmm. that dirty fucking rape van. Yeah. yeah. That was creepy as hell, <laughs> yeah. but they just, yeah. they pile them into a vehicle, take them out to the plot. Mm-hmm. That's pre-designated. They dig a hole and they don't just put the boxes in there. Yeah. That was the yeah. whole, that was where this whole freaky feeling hinged yeah. was that yeah. they opened the boxes of ashes and they just dumped the raw so powder what would make, into the grave. Yeah. It's so like that, that happens and like that has to happen <laughs> but how much creepier and like i don't even know the word to describe it but would it be if those guys doing that were in like military uniforms so it's like some military mm. thing that you're like this is sims way fucking darker so and i don't know why i, I just know. thought maybe of that, like but. for me like knee-jerk reaction it might seem more ritualistic yeah. If it was done yeah. by military personnel, because like that's classic Greek and Roman yeah. behavior. Yeah, like, okay. You take your bed, yeah, that's interesting. Like, to a, a burial mound, yeah. literally a mound, and you just yeah, uh, you just bury them. I guess that that is yeah. And then on the other end of, imagine they were just like plain clothes guys that are like smoking mm. and like just not giving yeah. a shit. Yeah. They're like, well, that was kind of what these guys were like. They just, yeah, they were right. in plain clothes under their uh, work. Yeah, like those were just like those were just like paper hazmat suits, yeah. though, weren't they? They weren't like yeah. anything crazy. Yeah, because yeah. like yeah. realistically, I don't think breathing in that kind of material is dangerous. It's just gross. gross. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's kind of not even that gross because our food is made of that shit almost entirely. Yeah, yeah. But it's just it's the directness of it. Like it's the knowledge yeah. The mental thing would be weird. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's you're not what makes like it gross. oh man, I fucked my mind up because I inhaled a bunch of wood smoke. So, so you're like yeah, exactly. But like, so, like person. it's gross because you know. Yeah. Before they started opening the box and dumping them, I was like, I, I would just assume that they were gonna put all the metal boxes in. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, how fucked up is that gonna be? Like two hundred years from now, like it's like a like dystopian like universe and someone's coming through with a metal detector. No, 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 oh, no, 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 oh, oh my God. What do we mm. find? Yeah. Start digging up and just all these metal boxes full of human ashes. Yeah. yeah. True. Man. They say like, we're fucked up now. They were crazy. Like, yeah. That's, that's all I could think. Of. And then they start opening up. It's like, yeah. ah, okay. Oh no, the yeah, ash yeah. will just melt. And Oh God, those metal boxes are expensive guys. And then we see like video Furious. footage. Yeah. That I was thinking that too. They were chucking them in the back of the van. I'm yeah. like, fuck, at least they're recycling. Yeah. <laughs> the probably- shot, and then the next is like a guy just pressure washing them down. Like, yeah. Pff- Ugh. 
So gross. But so like we now we have video footage. Okay, so firstly, like the burial mounds of ancient Greece, that's yeah. pretty cool. But there's only written historical accounts of that, and they're fragmented at best. Right. Then we move up to the next most obvious example of like big graves, I guess, or like just unceremoniously um, buried people mm-hmm. would be the Holocaust. I hate right. to invoke that um, point, but we have video footage of that shit and that is truly unnerving. Right. Yeah. Now we have video footage of this. So in the future in Tyler's apocalyptic uh, <laughs> yeah. vision. Yeah. Cause like metals maybe going to be valuable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just, you're going to be like, Holy shit. Under 1997, there was 750 metal boxes. 1600. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 1600. That's yeah. true. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. And then you, you're just like, Holy shit. Is 1996. Like, is that coming up on the metal detector? Oh, fuck. All right. Or like, oh, man. Oh, the war that happened in 2030. Like, there's going to be so much metal. That pandemic was 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Let's check. Let's check. Where was that island in New York where they put all those homeless people? Like, (laughs) There's got to be stuff there. Yeah. That's a messed up thing to think about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They kept the boxes, but if if they didn't, maybe they used to. Maybe they used to leave the maybe. boxes in there, and they're like, I don't know, because like metal's always kind of been valuable, but damn, yeah, but like pop cans and shit, yeah. So and it doesn't need to be thick. It just aluminum. Be an enclosure. I'm going. I would have so far to say one of one of the coolest shots we've seen in a documentary so far that we've watched is the crematorium when it lifts up and the skull's kind of like, just like man glowing yeah. and it just kind of like knocks it apart. As if you mentioned that I like out loud, I watched this with uh, my friend and we, I, I was shocked. I was yeah. like, that is some metal looking shit. Like yeah. that is, that is one of the coolest shots. I agree that yeah. we've seen so yeah. far. We've seen a lot of weird documentaries and a lot of cool ones too. Yeah. But oh. A flaming molten skull. That and is and just the fact like, that's badass. And I assumed that, you know, when Yeah, that's cool when you're put into sure. the crematorium oven, uh you just it's just all ash when it comes out. Yeah. Mm. But that's not the case. Yeah. Like you, when they yeah. were scraping it out and then putting it into a bucket and then they pour it into like this industrial blender. Yeah, a little magic See, bullet. At this point we can reflect on um the documentary of oh, fuck, I forget the guy's name. That the guy that made the lethal injection shit. Oh, oh. Fred Luchter. Yeah. yeah. What, what his famous quote was, it's really hard to get rid of a body. <laughs> yeah. Gross. So, Good call. Yeah. Good callback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that um, was messed up. I was yeah. surprised as well. I knew that they yeah, wouldn't that's completely crazy. burned down, but yeah. still, there was a lot of bone uh, material For left sure. over. Yeah, it was very much a lot of it intact. Yeah, yeah humans, I, we're resilient. <laughs> yeah, we're also like, yeah. We'll stick around. In, ingenious. We've got some real good ingenuity to us. We're creative. But, I don't know if you guys have ever seen like it's a company called Blend Tech. Yeah, yeah. 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 And the guy's like, "Will it blend?" Yeah. <laughs> that, that's like all I thought of when they started yeah. dumping the the ashes into the this. Container. In the background, there's a Blend Tech on the yeah. table. You're like, "You sick sons of bitches!" <laughs> that, that's like that post production product yeah. placement. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So just pour oh, it, in. and I didn't realize Holy it was a blender. Shit. I thought it was like oh. gonna just be like a container, and then like yeah. you push a button, it's like, yeah. "Oh shit!" Like a garburator. A, yeah. I just yeah. had controversial thoughts in my head about the Blendtec blender in the crematorium. So somehow in their minds, it's weird for them to burn fetuses. So they just like put them in the Blendtec. The whole thing just immediately. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Soft bones. They'll probably burn down. I'm going to stop talking for the rest of the podcast now. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I had a good point made yeah. to me though, as we were watching this, um, 
what happens to people with uh, like implants, like titanium hip replacements or knee joints or oh, yeah. like, do they do they collect it and recycle it or do they because they can't blend yeah, up titanium? Yeah. It's a little bit valuable. No, or even burn it. It wouldn't. No, not yeah, not at all. Because bone would burn at a different temperature than the titanium. I right? mean, yeah, well, and even it the has bone a melting point at some point. I don't know what the melting point of titanium is. It's it would have to be higher, higher than bone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it definitely would be. Yeah. So that, that was a good point. And I don't know. I know that they take out things like pacemakers because mm-hmm. right. there's really valuable material and technology in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're a little bit expensive. And Imagine getting a, re- unique. Uh, a recycled pacemaker. Yeah. <laughs> this one's been in six people and yeah. those six people have died from heart attacks. <laughs> like, oh uh, shit. Is there a newer one that yeah. I can get? Yeah. This one's but, a little glitchy on Wednesdays. Don't go out in the rain. <laughs> yeah. So like, nothing like that was talked about in the yeah. documentary. No, that is interesting. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Have uh, any of those problem or maybe they did and it just didn't it didn't matter i don't know but it's it's a good point because there's a lot of um (laughs) i don't know what to call it like biomechanical upgrades that people have received in the last hundred years and that'll just keep being more of a thing right with like Mm -hmm. implants and shit and then like is it going to get a time where like oh we can't cremate people because like their bodies are too valuable or by the time you get cremated they just rip you apart yeah. And take out all the reusable shit and then you're just like this mass and they're like, ah, just burn that. Yeah. <laughs> Realistically, I mean a lot of these bodies should be sent off for research anyways. Yeah, there's that farm. Well, uh I forget what Vice did a thing on it. There's that yeah, research farm. In Kentucky or yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Have you heard of that place? No. Oh, so it's like an FBI training facility and they have oh. it's a garden, but they have like different decomposing bodies like the stages of decomposition oh so, wow so yeah so they can like observe and like educate FBI people so like, yeah if they find a body they can say, oh shit hey, like, yeah. this is a three week this is a yeah, one month yeah, yeah. Un- under these natural circumstances yeah this body mm-hmm. uh, is probably three weeks old yeah right and I think you just like sign up like when I die I wanna be here or like the they can use my body yeah it's interesting because it's it's tough to make the call on whether or not what happens to you after you die is something that you get to have a real long lasting say in yeah it's it's a weird thing to think about because this guy or not this guy but the the main character of this documentary i i think is uh tanner yeah Mm -hmm. ronald eugene tanner um there was a lot of information about his life put into this documentary sure. that mm-hmm. maybe wasn't as well known in the waking world of when he was alive. And this I is something I mentioned not. I've talked about before that what happens when someone dies with secrets, is it our job to completely get those secrets and to somehow store them or archive them? Like, is it is it ethically okay to investigate someone after yeah. they die? Simply for the sake of it. So, yeah, in this case, they never outright come and say, oh, he was a homosexual man. No. But they they showed uh, his partner's grave and says, my loving companion. Only Um, one person refers to this... As companion his partner. of Tanner's as his partner. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't think it was never addressed. This documentary was extremely hands-off. Yeah. They simply turned the camera on and they let the story be told as the process unfolds in real life. So that's, mm-hmm. that's the thing I was thinking on the drive here. I said, this is a documentary um, through and through. Like it literally just documents yeah. a process and something that not a lot of people know about. Yeah. yeah like you said earlier, like I didn't even think of this. Yeah. I mean, they're like, oh yeah, what, 
that whole process of like what they would have to do. Yeah. I have encountered this once before and it was uh, an article a long time ago that I read about people who die alone in Amsterdam. Huh. There's a program now through the, their city. It started in Amsterdam and now it's in things uh, like Rotterdam and uh, mm -hmm. Antwerp. So uh, the, the county organizes a funeral paid for by the public and if there is no next of kin or people to attend the funeral, like if this is just a, a, a John Doe that they find dead, homeless right. somewhere, um, they have a poet who will oh. write a poem for this person and recite it at their funeral. And that poet, I can't remember his name exactly, I have it here, but uh, he contacted a musician who wanted to be a part of this in the same kind of way. So they would write a little song. Wow. They would write a couple of songs and they would perform them at this, uh, they're called lonely funerals, yeah. but they would perform them at these lonely funerals. And uh, yeah, there's, there's a huge archive of these poems online, but um, I have one here. I don't remember the guy's name. Man, that's um, super cool. But this poem was by a uh, cringe Peter Hesselink. It's called the chest and the splinter. You come from nowhere, going nowhere, if you left any relatives. We know, just like them, nothing. The stored life energy leaked premature into your stomach, sought a way to hip techno parties, but found only your heart and blew it up. Now the eternal rushing for you is gone for good. You eternal traveler, you no longer need to cling to the buzz that you carried in your body, shivery from airport to airport, my words bounce off on wooden walls that hide the mystery from view. But if I could get through to you, I'd like to pry loose a splinter. Be welcome, splinter. Drill in my eye. I've seen enough. Let me feel now. That was for Edos Osagi from Nigeria, born in 1979, died in April 2011. He was a drug mule and a bag of coke that he swallowed blue in his stomach. Jeez. Uh -oh. Overdosed. But that was that was written for yeah. for this this guy who mm. died without the ability for anyone to attend his funeral. So yeah. so this does like so I, I don't know if you guys have watched the uh, new Unsolved Mysteries uh, series on Netflix. I have not. No. So no. there's one episode kind of like this a woman uh, Do they solve anything? Uh, not yet that oh. I know of. Okay. Um, oh, all right. But this a case of this woman, uh, she checked into a hotel in Oslo, Norway. Um, they didn't take a credit card, so she checked in under a, like a fake name. Um, she was there for four or five days, and then all of a sudden someone heard a gunshot, oh. um, and they came in and checked. She had shot herself, uh, allegedly, like they don't know. Oh, there's a bunch of like weird stuff that happened. Is it easy to get guns in Norway? I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so anyways, like she had like no belongings with her. It looks like she just checked into this hotel, killed herself. Mm -hmm. Um, the address she wrote, uh, for her hometown didn't exist. Uh, so she was just kind of like a ghost. Weird. Nobody knew who she was. They drew her like a, picture mm -hmm. uh, but she was just a Jane Doe and they buried her uh, under the name Jane Doe in uh, like this unmarked plot uh, until one of the uh, like a journalist in, in Oslo 
said, no, no, we need to put a name to this and like made her a, a name and, and gravestone and everything. Wow. And wow. when was this? This was in like early 90s. Okay. Yeah. Damn. So there wouldn't have been obviously an internet database where you could be like, hey, yeah. who's this? Yeah. 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 That's what I was thinking. Like, why wouldn't they just do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, it's a privilege. It's a, it's a, not it's a really like weird story. Yeah. There's a weird story too of that. Uh, I think she was Canadian. That girl in LA that was in some hotel and then like there's surveillance footage of her visibly running from something and then like going in the elevator and hitting all the buttons yeah, and, and then her body. I think that was Vancouver. She was from Vancouver. I think that happened in Vancouver. No, it happened in L.A. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Or it might have been a different story, but the one I'm thinking of, I'm pretty sure it happened in L.A. Uh, and then she ended up. Her in last the, name is Tam or Lamb. Lamb, I think. Sure, right? yeah. yeah. But she ended up in the water reserve. Yeah. That like it takes like three or four people to lift the lid of this thing. So there's no way that this girl could have lifted it on her own. Yeah. And, uh, like, people were using the water for days, and then they realized, yeah, it's a gross. crazy story. Yeah. There's an interesting business down in New York that decomposes bodies now instead of cremating them. Because cremations take a lot of energy, those furnaces that you see. Yeah, yeah. there's stories of massively them, like, energy. catching on fire when they, like, tried to cremate a fat person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's gross. And... And that happens. <laughs> that so, would be a yeah. terrible work accident. But oh, yeah. there's a company down in New York who is doing cremations with uh, acids, and they like to filter the waste acid or the waste liquid that mm-hmm. they keep back into the water system. Like they they dump it back into the lake. It's filtered, and they say it's good for the environment, but. Yeah, there was a lot of controversy over that recently, these different kinds of disposal systems, because it's, huh. it's a technical problem. Sure. Yeah, yeah you got to do there, something. You do have to do something, and graveyards really are a, a relic of the past. It's, yeah. a, it's a nice, honorable way to remember the dead, but shit. That's, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be like a gross capitalistic Real estate is expensive, man. Yeah, I was going to exactly. say, like, it is a thing until you're like, but... Shit. We could make a billion dollars if we put this building here. Like, move these fucking people. Mm-hmm. Elisa Lam is the girl you were thinking of. Oh. It was a hotel in Los Angeles. She was from Vancouver. Okay. Oh, man. Lots of weird stuff happens in L.A. Yeah. The city of angels, man. <laughs> Those angels <laughs> will get you. Boxes and boxes of angels. <laughs> so, like, uh, of the three, basically, deceased people that it profiles. Decedents. Decedents, yes. Yeah. The cedars. Um, How decadent. Yeah, there was um, mm-hmm. uh, two that were basically kind of like destitute, homeless type uh, uh, people. Yeah. Like the, the one guy, I think they said his weekly paycheck was two twenty seven, but he donated one hundred and thirty five of it. That was incredible. Yeah. To what? Yeah. To a, a homeless shelter. Oh. Yeah, like a local mission. I missed yeah. that part. That's kind of cool. Yeah, but, like they were going through his mail and his um, like checks, his yeah. uh, deposits, his bank statements, and they were just like they were floored. They were all quiet. They were like, yeah. "This guy, like, he donated like over eighty percent of his weekly income." Yeah. Wow, that's like that's remarkable. Yeah, and that's the one where like they still don't didn't say how he did. Like they were wondering if it was like auto. Uh, asphyxiation like auto or cable uh, with the cable. or then they're like well, I think he was just trying to untangle his antenna cable and strangle himself accident mm. yeah that's what just I, crazy uh, yeah when they said it it kind of in like a joke it seemed like a joking way 
They're like, I don't know. That's how I kind of got it. They're like, oh, was it auto asphyxiation? He's like, no, I think it was uh, whatever. Auto, auto antenna. Yeah. 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 And I was like, did that guy just make a joke? Yeah. Well, mm. a lot of them were so very cavalier about it. Like, well, you have to be. Look, yeah. The the woman detective yeah. packing up the guy in the hotel room and she gets a phone call. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just uh, just wrapping up a body. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, geez. Time got away from me. Yeah. She's. I, I don't know if she's talking to her boyfriend, husband, kid. I, I don't know who yeah. she's, she's talking to someone personally close to her. Yeah. Ushering individuals across the river sticks really takes it's, it out of you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Christian, time is just fine. But when I was watching that, like the other woman at, at the other end of the body, she's just like standing come there. On, come on, come you on. can tell she looks like pissed. Like, yeah. like yeah. fuck, let's get on with this. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Wrap them up, get off the fucking phone. Come that, on, the, lady. Christian and I were talking earlier about that pretty much exact scenario about like going into that job being like, all right, this is what we're doing. And then you have a little bit of bit downtime and like, so Tyler, what do you do yeah. for fun? And you'd be like, shut the fuck up. We have to do this. And like, you don't need to know anything about me. Well, and like she, I think she was the most cavalier out of anyone. Yeah, that it showed. But you would kind of have to be like that because you would just go fucking crazy like, so quick. But like yeah. when she's looking at me, she's like, "Oh, oh my god, oh that's beautiful. That's a perfect." Uh, that was strange. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that definitely like, like perked up my inner ear. I was like, "What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, why are she you was, talking yeah, like that?" She was talking about the blunt force trauma yeah. um, wound on his head. <laughs> she was saying. How perfect it looked, and she's like, "Oh my god, that's yeah." I think she called it beautiful. She did. Yeah, she I mean, like, if beautiful. I I don't want to kill someone, but if I did, I mean, this is good work. Yeah, this and is I, exquisite. I mean, they think he had a heart attack and fell and yeah, hit his yeah, head on yeah, a yeah. on a pipe or something like that. Yeah, she, it was like some Sherlock Holmes shit. Yeah, even more impersonal because like she noticed that there was foam which is uh, typical of his medication and heart failure. Yeah. And then, she, yeah, she diagnosed Crazy. his trauma and yeah. remarked on how beautiful it really was. It is pretty yeah. wild how, like, we would see the image of a dead body and we're like, holy fuck. And this lady is like, oh, no, okay, so, like, he fell this way, so that means that this probably happened, or, like, yeah. if he was like this, that could have happened. And, like, you were looking at this scenario yeah. completely differently. Nobody goes into cool. that job not knowing what they're about to see, though. Like, they definitely yeah. get, yeah. like, a little dossier. Like, okay, this guy's 55, like, he fell in the bathroom. Yeah, that's true. They're not You've just... this, this, yeah, this yeah, to yeah. look for. Like, yeah, okay. And then you walk in, you're, you're looking for a dead body. But if these yeah. same people were to just yeah. happen across someone at the bathroom in Walmart, and you'd be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, okay, <laughs> well, that's true. Because, shit. like, yeah, you call the coroner. Like, the coroner is not just randomly showing yeah. up. Like, dead bodies? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, again, like I said uh, at the start of this, it, it really shocked me, like, two minutes in it showed the dead guy on the toilet like mm -hmm. i was not expecting like yeah, the fact i i knew they were going to be talking like it was a documentary about the coroner's office and yeah you know what people like the morgue and everything yeah um totally did not expect that it just like i was watching like oh, okay yeah, yeah. And, like they showed his foot and i was like okay yeah like you know first 48 uh like <laughs> Yeah. Crime scene. Please stop there. Yeah. Crime scene. Oh, TV we're moving shows. up the body. Oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> oh no. Like oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Old timey <laughs> fucking pinup picture. Yeah. Then it literally cuts to the next shot and it's like yeah. full fucking body yeah. sitting on the toilet, decomposing face, starting Man. to melt into the drywall. Yeah, yeah dude, yeah, that was gross. Bodies decompose in crazy fucking ways. Yeah, yeah. it's it wild. I mean, yeah, it reminds me of uh, the Tibetan sky burials. Yeah, burials. Yes. Yeah, that is that's a really incredible 
uh, process yeah. to to put an individual through. Wow. Just because they see those vultures, I think they're called griffin vultures, they see them as being elders of the animal world and they have knowledge of uh, the dead. Essentially, they can communicate them into the afterlife successfully. Right. They pass on wisdom and love and understanding and shit. But you still get eaten yeah. uh, by a group of birds on the top of a hill. <laughs> that's pretty, that's that's special and also strange. Yeah. That's also know. metal. So It is pretty metal. <laughs> yeah, getting picked to death, your bones cleaned. You're already dead, though. It's not like they put you up there alive. Well, yeah, that's true. That'd yeah. be kind of intense. They used so, to, as torture. When you, yeah, when you mentioned okay. that, like, picking the bones, like, again, talking about how cavalier some of these uh, investigators are, like, the there's the one, they're, they're talking, and he's like, yeah, did you know, uh, you know, you know, lions eat certain pe- parts of meat of uh, of their kill, and then the <laughs> yeah. vultures come in, eat the rest, and then the bugs clean the bones, and then there's other bugs that uh, clean. And he's like, "Oh, where'd you where'd you learn that?" He's like, oh, "Discovery Channel." <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> Watching it last night, yeah. back when they played actually informative shit. Yeah, yeah. And this then, is how bones get white. And then you can tell, like the other the other detective, I guess he is looking in the mirror, and he's like. Trying to get bugs off his face. Oh, oh my yeah, god! That gave me the creepy yeah. crawlies. And those yeah, camera guys this. were just like, "What the fuck are we exactly. doing?" Like, mm. It would smell. This yeah, smell. The camera guy, oh. Someone filmed this. <laughs> yeah. I have. I have so much. Um, I, like I used to rank like nature, like videographers, as like the top tier of like you know these guys are crazy at what they do. Mm. They have to be like the right place, right time. Yeah. Do you think? These guys, like <laughs> yeah. the, the cameraman who shot yeah. this documentary, just leaped above them. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. But like, I mean, war correspondence, oh, pretty crazy for sure. For sure. But yeah, cameras. this shit. Yeah, yeah. especially yeah. if these guys were just like a, whatever random production company, and like mm-hmm. Monday I shot a music video, and then Tuesday I'm on this shoot. And you're like, what the <laughs> fuck? We're on this one for the next year. Yeah, yeah. And then Thursday you got to shoot like a kids show where you're just like thousand yard stare, where you're like, oh my god. Mm. Don't talk was, to me. I was around dead bodies for the last 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and it's like not just one. Like you don't just go and film for the yeah. day of a guy in a toilet. You're like, holy fuck, we're in this for the like the long haul. Yeah. We need to get different versions of decomposing bodies and yeah. different states being, of process. Being in the morgue when they're <laughs> prepping the bodies and like they, he has that huge like machete knife and he just like pokes it into the bag oh, and yeah. all the liquid drips out. Oh, the juice. Old yeah. stabby. That's a mm. good reliable knife. Good lord. Yeah, that was like one of the creepiest guys yeah. in this whole documentary. Like, there are other people, like you said, Tyler, people were fairly cavalier and yeah. relatively compassionate too. Like, the yeah. way their language was. The guy who was about to leave a voicemail uh, mm-hmm. from the coroner's office, he was like, Man, I wouldn't want that. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is Detective Dan from the coroner's office. Would you please give us a call back? We've got something here for you. Yeah. Like, no, no. don't leave that message. Yeah. Like, he, he completely understands. He has empathy for these people because sure. it's, it's true. Well, I think you, I think you need that in that job. 100%. Somehow, but then on the other paradoxical half, like you can't have any of that shit because like your job right, would yeah. crush you every yeah. day. Yeah. Like you'd never survive. But who was the guy who like said he grew up around morgues? Was that was the beginning. Oh, I, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. I forget what that guy's name, but I just remember hearing that and being like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. He's like, but oh, I mean, and whatever. again, like, I, I believe, like, or I feel, I have a feeling most funeral homes, like, yeah, it's like a family business, right? Like, yeah, a lot you, of the time you grew up is. taking over the business. Yeah. How crazy is that? Because that's kind of like uh, the executioner. I mean, they don't directly kill people, but 
it's still like the business of death yeah is kept in the family somewhat i mean yeah let's like we've got a good example of that like mr death uh fred luter like he in our podcast and in the actual documentary he was kind of vilified but that's because he's the guy who devised the killing yeah Mm -hmm. these are the people who take care of people who have just died and we haven't said a bad thing about him yet like we've said that it's creepy and i don't think i could do it but that doesn't mean we've like classed it as bad like these people are commendable yeah it's something that like society has to do so like mm-hmm. you could argue that it's kind of hard to argue crazy lukter yeah because like, nobody well, has to do that yeah <laughs> i mean let's give him a job because he seems cool especially yeah. the fact he was uh the holocaust and i think that on one over the edge. on one bullshit <laughs> yeah. thing that even the place that did the fucking findings were like no you lied to us you idiot yeah Not so cool. yeah um yeah and so kind of like a an original point that I'm going to go back to. So as the two people were kind of destitute, uh, not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, now Ronald Tanner, like they looked at his bank account. It's like, Oh, he has $60,000. Mm-hmm. They didn't get much from his auction. I think it was 125 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like all the old furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like with no, no like, like, do they keep that money? Like, the whole 60,000 like yeah, they I got a new espresso machine yeah I don't know that it was actually talked about because there yeah. was a lot of money left over in his account yeah. but his expenses definitely would not have racked up 60 grand. no, no. Way. And, no crazy. way and I assume that burial plot was already paid for it was yep yeah. well, but then there was like disputes about it yeah, right there was he had purchased one for himself but his roommate and partner died his butt. so he gave it to him he gave him his own plot no, I don't think that's the way. I think he paid for the plot for his his uh, partner there because okay. he he had pictures of like his stepmom, his dad, mm-hmm. right, and then his name. No, but I, that's what I mean. Like that's the different. That's the different. The uh, that was what? a different cemetery. That's a wild picture to draw. Like, the Catholic cemetery is where his parents were. Okay. the The Hollywood cemetery was where he put his partner. Okay. Whoa. See, I thought that he had purchased that plot for himself. His no, partner died okay. first, and he was like, "Oh shit! Well, I got one ready. Yeah, I can have this one, and I'll get my own later." No, so like the, the other way around. The Catholic cemetery was 545 miles from LA. It was up by Fort Bragg, um, okay, California, yeah. and uh, the Hollywood one was right in LA. Gotcha. Okay. They found that and they said, "Oh, he he has a plot," mm-hmm. and then they realized, "No, that's his uh, partner's plot." Oh, and then they found the see. Like where he had like that sketch mm-hmm. where he simply purchased the plot. He didn't yeah. actually purchase it for himself. Yeah. Okay. Um, he had that sketch where, you know, he, he drew his, his dad's plot, his mm-hmm. stepmom's plot. There was an empty space for him and then someone else's. And he wrote his name in the empty space. Mm-hmm. I will uh, lie here. But then when they're showing his actual burial, uh, the cemetery is like, yeah, uh, you know what? This is an old cemetery. Records are just kind of handed down. Um, so we buried someone else there. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> That's something too that you didn't even think about. Yeah. Just like the logistics sure. of a cemetery. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, fuck. It's pretty contentious shit. That's well, wild. And that's like, like I know like my, um, two of my grandparents or three of my grandparents have passed away. Two on one side, obviously one on another. Um, and yeah, like they had, plots purchased so they mm-hmm. like mine my grandma's not buried she's in like a one of those walls like the, her ashes are in a mm. yeah okay whatever you call them yeah i forget what they're called 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's I'm kind sure. Kind of a weird name. I'm is sure. Internment. Yeah. yeah. Might be called a crypt. Well, it's just a wall. It's like not inside a building. Yeah. Oh, it's just an, like a standing, like a really tall tombstone. Yeah, but there's a bunch of people in it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and so like obviously my grandpa's bought the one, the space beside her. Mm-hmm. Um, but my other grandparents like it's like an older, um, like very rural um, um, cemetery. Mm. So like <laughs> I think half the cemetery is my my relatives. Um, it's very small, and uh, but yeah. So my grandfather died. Uh, first so they put him there and then uh or no actually my dad's brother passed away first so he's there and then my grandfather's like basically in the same um plot mm-hmm. and then my my grandmother at the end of it so the, yeah like like the planning that takes yeah like, it's crazy yeah yeah my grandparents definitely bought plots ahead of time yeah yeah it is it's strange because they are obviously alive when they buy them yeah. so they're they're organizing it and then death just kind of seems to hover over them. But yeah. for Tanner, it really did. Yeah. Cause like he had drawn pictures, like per- yeah. hand drawn pictures. Yeah. He had real photographs, yeah. he had receipts and he had family members die around him. And it just, it seemed to just envelop him yeah. slowly over his life. I know that death obviously all always comes and gets people at the yeah. end, but Jesus, this well, guy just yeah, it's had It's not it. like he didn't have like nothing. Like, like the cloud was just money. growing thicker around him. Well, and that's it. they said like he must have known he was sick, like he was going yeah. to die. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, and again, not I don't even getting into like the amount of blood on that at that scene was fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they said it was extinguination, which is bleeding to death. Exsanguination. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, that was funny when they, the assistant. Yeah, she's like, "What does that mean? What does that mean? Like, why did I hire you?" That means you bleed to death. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, yeah. That it, that guy who was talking to her, I think his name was Doyle, but uh, like his last name was Doyle. Yeah. But he was a really compassionate guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he definitely spoke in uh, an understanding way. Yeah, and that's one thing that I noticed with it, with this documentary was each person that they talked to was pretty understanding. Like they mm-hmm. really they got the the big message. I think that the unquestionable, the unspeakable message of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they they were really respectful. Yeah. Nobody was a real jerk. So I went to to college originally for uh, for police foundations. Like when I, just coming out of high school, like, I wanted to be a detective. Like, like, like that. That's all I wanted to do. Like I wanted Dude, to to investigate shit. That would have been so. Cool. If I had known a job like this existed, I probably would have like tried to get like not the crime scene, like not the actual scene stuff, but like like you're saying the guy who was calling and didn't leave the voicemail because, like, nobody wants that voicemail. Mm-hmm. Um, like, trying to find, like, people's next to kin and track down, yeah. like, their relatives. Yeah. Like, that that would have been, like, one of my dream jobs. And uh, you could retire like, and been a private investigator? Com- yeah, coming out of high school. Oh, I don't know. That those Like, those skills definitely would translate, but that's a strange translation. Because, like, that side of it, yeah. like, working, trying to find dead relatives or dead people's relatives, that's really honorable. Yeah. And it's honorable to find out who killed who, but in, yeah. in a different hey man, kind of way. Hey like, man, you're I, not saying that if I just give you a bunch of money to go spy on someone, that's not honorable? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I have... Uh, okay, good point. I have a friend who works for an like, insurance company and as an investigator. And basically, Interesting. It, it's her job to, like... So, say Christian has a uh, insurance claim, 
saying, oh, yeah, I got in a car accident. Oh, my address is actually ABC, uh, Main Street, so-and-so city. And they're like, well, that seems fishy because it looks like you live in XYZ Street, mm. um, other city that has higher premiums. Um, so oh. stuff like that. Like, I, and I, I think that's a really fucking cool job. Yeah. Um, and Throwing the book at people. Yeah it's, kind, yeah, it's kind of along the same line. It's just like putting puzzle pieces together, right? Like, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that the, yeah, 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 yeah. I could see that side yeah. of it is pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like I love like, you know, I, I don't claim to be a, uh, Sherlock Holmes, bro. A, a internet detective, like, uh, oh, like saving cats or don't fuck <laughs> yeah, with cats, that, whatever. That's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I love trying to like piece like mysteries together. Like that's why I love like unsolved mysteries. Like I said, like just trying to like the Sasquatch. Dude, why the oh. fuck? Hey, why the fuck I'm have sorry. we why the fuck have we never had Tyler in an escape room? I feel like he would just be <laughs> in your element. Do, don't even get me started on Sasquatch because I mean we'll be here for another three hours. You and Jose? I love it. Yeah. Man, what if Sasquatch dies alone? <sighs> I'm sure. Man, that's a big cremation we gotta have. We'll write a nice hairy poem. Oh they, they have complex, He needs to Harry carry himself. They have complex <laughs> family systems. Oh, do they? Uh, <laughs> here we go. Oh my god. What the fuck is in that drink? <laughs> oh my god. Um That's Can you awful. do the mating call? What what's it sound like? <laughs> Speaking with so I saw a video on uh line so there's a a YouTube channel called like All Gas No Breaks. Uh and he was like interviewing the, I think it was the Minnesota um something Bigfoot team. Bigfoot research team or something like that. Jesse cool. Ventura and his <laughs> band of merry men. But it was literally like, and and a lot of these like Sasquatch shows like are just like these total crackpots. Hey, like, hey, 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 <laughs> you need to take back. You need to say all of those Sasquatch shows, not some of them. Some of these Sasquatch shows. Are Again, like, I don't know if you heard me, Tyler. <laughs> are, are total crackpots and they're just like hilarious to watch and like, yeah. These guys were like making like the craziest, like weirdest sounds. I'm like, no, like you don't just walk into the woods and start making these sounds. And like, it's like, how do you know what a mating call of a fucking Sasquatch? You don't like, I mean, you could just start rattling down through your list of odd sexual yeah. noises and <laughs> maybe you'll hit but, one on the head. I don't know. But like, yeah, like the, those, the moment that they do, they were just like, their heads are going to explode. Yeah. <laughs> like those guys are total like quacks and. Uh, oh yeah, well for sure. There's other people that aren't. So yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to get some of those guys on here. I, hey, for sure. I can't wait till we watch our first uh, Bigfoot documentary. Oh yeah, there's a, isn't there a famous one on the? Oh, fuck, I think I think it's like Patterson footage. So I mean, that's not a documentary. It's just like a. Oh, I thought there was a documentary on it. Oh, there might be a documentary. About that is crazy the, about that I just pulled that out of my ass. Patter I don't know why I remember that Patterson Gimlin film. Yeah. yeah, that's like it's the like, famous one where he's the, walking yeah. across the field, and then the yeah. dude on his deathbed yeah. was like, "I bought the suit," and they're <laughs> like, "Oh, what? Wasn't but, that what it was?" But like that was never proved. Like, no, but I mean, but so uh, that adds a we're, little. We're thing getting of off mystery. on a very large tangent mm -hmm. here. Um, yeah, we'll we'll save this fuck? for for our first Bigfoot documentary. Yeah, but one yeah. of my uh, one of my favorite parts about this, the one that um, wasn't so disturbing, but it was just uh, it just made me smile actually quite beam was when the minister was standing next to 
the casket and he was reading out of his little book there. Yeah. And he was like, and this is, this is dying. He goes through the list of all these stupid metaphors about what dying is. And then not even two minutes later, we cut to the auction house. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's $2 and it's sold. And you're like, holy fuck. No, that's dying in LA. That's what it's like to die in America. Um, and they should have just showed the preacher with like throwing up money after that. Like, woo, yeah, woo, I love death. <laughs> and how crazy is it that like, that literally they have someone speak for someone that there's nobody there. Like, like you mentioned in, in uh, mm-hmm. Scandinavia, they have the poem, mm-hmm. poet come. Yeah. And the, I mean, you can't go too far with it in the States. Cause first of all, they'll kill you if you're a socialist and, they need to make it religious, so they bring in the minister. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know exactly what they do in Amsterdam, but fuck, they definitely wouldn't pay for a poet in in L.A. There's yeah. no way. Yeah, but the woke culture would be like, oh, we need to show up and well, do this as a civil. Duty. And, and I think because it was a Catholic uh, cemetery, they probably mm-hmm. they probably do that just because that's there's probably the, some that's weird like sinful thing of dying yeah. alone and no next of kin so you automatically <laughs> go to hell shit well yeah I, i'm sure it's part of <laughs> you outlived everyone in your family you piece of shit gave like, 80% oh, of my paycheck thanks to man local mission yeah, you guys get, are I, awesome i don't claim to be a, a religious scholar but i'm sure there's some i kind will of, no. some <laughs> kind of rule that like if you're being buried in a catholic cemetery like someone has to say like a, yeah, like a, last right. I think like anything has to say words yeah, or something like anything that. Anything at yeah. a Catholic church takes like yeah. eight hours. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's an interesting thing to think about how people have always ritualized things that they, yeah. they just don't understand. Yeah. Like we used to ritualize cooking and fire and water and death, especially death. We still kind of do, not in LA though. But they, people have developed, uh, processes and ways of dealing with parts of lie life that we just don't understand yet so we would have funerals and we would do prayers and we would bless things because we didn't really understand uh where all the origins of it came from like we would bless water not to drink but to use um because we just couldn't understand the immensity of what it really means to have water and what water means to life itself and then we would ritualize death and we would carry them and their bodies like to the finalest place that they could possibly be like be at the ocean or a hole or the top of a mountain you throw them in a volcano this is the like this do you carry it out to the very very end trying to desperately get an answer to some of it even if it's a personal spiritual answer the ritual allows you to do that and to investigate what it is like to be in that position or close to it but then you cut to the guys in the fucking paper suits dumping boxes of ashes in a mass grave in L.A. in 2008. When did this come out? I forget. I'm not sure. I, I think, think it was around then. Yeah, Anyways, I, yeah any, I think it was shot in 2001. Okay, yeah. So any, any time, really, <laughs> um, that that could have happened. Because it's obviously been happening for quite some time, these mass ash graves in L.A. County. And we know a lot more. We don't actually know what happens in death, but we know a lot Mm. more about death. So we ritualize it less. It becomes more of a technical process. This is a problem of humans living together in a society based on science, really, like founded by religion based on science. And that part of death isn't so unknown anymore. We're like, oh, this is how a body decomposes. There are ranches in Kentucky that take care of that kind of research. 
there are crematoriums who test it out on animals, I'm sure, to get the most efficient furnace. And then there are box makers who make the conveniently sized box for a typical human's ash content after they die. Because those boxes needed to be field tested. You couldn't make a box that's three times as large because that's a lot of wasted money in steel. So there was definitely a guy out there who's like, oh yeah, the average human weighs 120 kilograms. And uh, when you burn them down with all the bones blended up, it equals about uh, like a liter and a half of yeah. ash content. You're like, oh, so the box needs to be about this that, big. That's, yes. That's a crazy thought. Like, yeah, yeah, that is fucked, but yeah. And then you just, you ritualize death as it is. And like then someone the knows process that. Of, yeah, exactly. Someone had to figure all this out. Yeah. So someone, like more and more about life is becoming technicalized so that we can make it efficient. So yeah. we live and go out and do art and fuck and eat good food and whatever else. So we don't have to think about death and shit out so much so you just you make it a little more technical because you just want to carry on living but at the end of it that kind of de-ritualizes death and it makes it a little bit less special because right. it was it was disturbing to see those people just dump open yeah. boxes of ash like oh, that's what happens like fuck living man like out in your car you're out for like a sunday morning drive with your your partner and you're driving past the graveyard with your Starbucks, you take a sip and you spit it all over the window because you see this smoking pile of stuff and guys in white suits. You're like, what are they doing? They're dumping bodies. And Getting like, rid of the class of 2001. I, yeah. think, I think that was right behind oh, the... just so strange. Right High school? The, no, crematorium. <laughs> yeah. But like yeah. open road, like you could sure. see in the yeah, shot there yeah. were just yeah. cars. And people, yeah. like locals definitely would know. Yeah. They're you like, would oh, yeah. think. Yeah. I don't know if that happens around here. I've never seen it happen. So for all intents and purposes, it doesn't Well, there has to be like in any city or like any place. Well, like there's other cities might have like high budgets. You'd think LA would be one of these, yeah. but if it's in a poor part of LA County, it What do you might think they different. do in Toronto? Just throw them in Lake Ontario? Well, they just might keep the boxes like they might place the boxes there's no smoke there's no ashes just flying Maybe. up into the air yeah we for, should like, see for me that they... was really gross because like you're no just, yeah i get that i get you just that. see yeah. this fog yeah. rolling yeah. down the street yeah. you're like yeah. oh boy yeah. it's windy up yeah. today and like i could tell it's dead people <laughs> you live next door to it you're like fuck i can't go out on sundays because yeah. the goddamn yeah, like, human ash is in the air yeah, keep your windows closed the <laughs> second like, tuesday of every month a town like oh. like we live in like so like oh i live in a town of fifty thousand. what napanese what 2020. I like you that you yeah. didn't name your town, but you named ours, asshole. <laughs> Fuck you. You might as well say our address and social insurance numbers. Our Twitter account has my, has my town. Oh. Uh, Belleville, so. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, <laughs> like, you know, LA had 1,600 people in 1997 that had no next kin. Like, our town's like, there might be one every other year, mm, something like that, point. right? Yeah. Whereas, you know, LA is a town of, or a city of 8 million people. So yeah, they probably could afford yeah. that, like the box or, yeah. I don't know, just a bigger city. Like, I wonder, I wonder what they would do. So I, obviously like our corners are more, don't have to deal with this as often, yeah, but a city like true. Toronto uh, mm -hmm. might, like, again, there's or a, like Vancouver, uh, there's or... a large homeless population in Toronto. And obviously, you know, I'm, I'm sure the fatality rate among them is, is fairly high. No, I heard they live pretty long. There's a statistic for it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Homeless you think people, so? Homeless people die too. Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, man. Well, just so... I've uh, seen it. Like, why? Are you implying that? <laughs> so in Belleville... I hit so, a couple. Uh, a few a few weeks ago, I guess, wow. um, there was a... I, I assume he was homeless. 
Um, there was a tent popped up beside one of the major highways and they found a guy in there deceased. So I imagine what? he's mm. probably one of these cases where, you know, we don't really know who he is. He's like, can we find his next of kin? What and the man. fuck? Yeah. It yeah. makes me think about um, New Orleans uh, funerals. I don't know if they're all like it, but like they have massive uh, musical processions and parades yeah. and it's just extravagant. Yeah. It looks amazing. When I was there, we went to a cemetery and because it's such a low-lying area, the graves are above ground. So they're just like right. concrete tombs. Yeah. Right. So that is somewhat eerier than just going to a cemetery, but maybe it's just because I'm not used to it. Right. But I was like, well, that's crazy that there's just like a little wall of concrete between me and all these dead people. Yeah. Yeah. When like I could walk around and like walk whatever. Over them. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah. It would be strange if you climbed up on top of these tombs and you jumped from box to box to box and you're like, oh, yeah. How but like you, over here, we walk through uh, graveyards all the time. So how, did you, how did you know I did that? I was there. Yeah. Yay. I was putting away one of the homeless guys that I killed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, is, um, it is strange to think yeah. about uh, the fact that those people are just just existing there just barely under the dirt mm -hmm. and we can walk over them it's not a really not a special wow. thing really i love how like the guy you know grave diggers don't have to dig graves by hand anymore mm, we saw yeah. the guy on the backhoe he looked upset yeah. yeah so he's digging it up and the guy's like oh, oh wait and they just like stick a stick down he's like yep yeah, we're at the we're at the right depth cool <laughs> we're good let's load them in yeah, I had a Freddy. You think they I go six feet? Or they're just... Yeah, no, that looked about, like the looked looked about, six, about feet? six feet. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I think maybe there's some kind of law, like if you're burying someone or or matter, it has to be at least six feet down. I just thought it like with around here is because it's like below the frost line. So like back in the day, uh, you yeah. bury a body and then in the spring, mom's hands sticking up and you're like, <laughs> that's fucked up. Mm. So like we got to yeah. bury them deeper. So... But I didn't think they would have that problem in LA. But yeah, maybe it's a thing where. So, not not that this is the same thing at all. But I know like there's, um, so Belleville has kind of like the old West Hill, old East Hill. Uh, in the old East Hill, like people built there during like the Victorian times. Like there's Glenmore House, like an old Victorian home, mm -hmm. um, and the loyalist uh, um, settlers that were there. If someone died, they would like in their family, they just bury them in the backyard. So there are houses mm -hmm. in the East end of Belleville or East Hill that have burials that are unmarked in the backyard. Yeah. Uh, my buddy was looking uh, at a house uh, at one point and uh, they said, like the real estate listing says, there may be bodies in the backyard. We don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. I don't, it's like Skeleton Park really in Kingston. No. Yeah, but, like, but you're digging for a pool and all of a sudden you, yeah, crunch, this guy's crunch. killing homeless people over here. He doesn't care about a little femur yeah, if he finds it. Doesn't phase me at all. <laughs> He's fucked up on paint fumes. Just call just my dog. I'm like Flicker. <laughs> come check out this bone. Get the thigh. Is that a pig bone, Flicker? <laughs> oh, look, he's enjoying it. It's definitely a pig. <laughs> oh nope, that's a young boy. Fuck. <laughs> this, oh. But yeah, that would be crazy to yeah. think of. Like just even the stuff that you did in the summer of yeah. doing your little patio. Yeah. Like you and your wife are digging and your dad are digging in the backyard and then they're like, oh, is that a, is that a yeah. hand? Like that's a, oh, or yeah. a skull? Like, holy shit. What do we do now? So my neighborhood's like 1950s and, and up. So I know I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> well, you get that one lucky draw. You get yeah. my old house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's going to be some bones. 
So wait, you were killing people in the forties? This timeline is not making sense to me. He's a vampire. Ah. <laughs> is this enough death for today? Uh, I don't oh, know. Man, is yeah. it? I suppose. Who has to pick? Did you pick? I, I picked this one. Yeah. Picked All right. Yeah. I'll I'll get in the fish belt. But yeah. Um, Again, like this is something I'm probably gonna think of like just periodically from time to time now. Yeah, mm-hmm. just at a dinner party, be like, "Yeah, man, you know, like, coroners it, have to do this." It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't on my radar at all. But now, every once in a while, it's just gonna go blip. Yeah, and this like, is oh, like if I ever see it yeah. on DVD, I'd be like, "Oh fuck yeah!" Like, dude, look at what I found. Mm. So speaking of how we kind of found this, it's it's free to find on YouTube. Yeah. It's, it's put up there just for anyone to watch. But that's super strange there was no i I know i watched this through uh an account like i have an account but that account i don't believe was linked to an age i don't know if you know didn't do that mine when i went to watch it this morning it's it It came up it came up and said okay "Um, this has uh disturbing images would you like to continue okay it didn't ask you your age or anything mine didn't I went to watch it on my phone last not watch it just search for it on my phone last night Mm -hmm. it did not give me that uh, okay. message on my phone. I didn't get those messages at but all. But on my desktop, it did. So Mitch and I YouTube were talking just freaks out if it's like suggestive sexuality, but yeah, we're showing yeah, exactly. purple people. Like this is a website that's hosted by Americans. And obviously we've talked enough about how Americans deal with death and sexuality and war and whatnot. But this is super easy to find with zero restrictions on YouTube. And mm-hmm. it has... Some of the grossest death scenes that I've ever seen because it's real. Well, Christian, you see, all. because they're homeless people that no one cares about, so we can show that footage, but we can't show young. One of them was gay, yeah. American. <laughs> well, they say. We can't show good old American boys with their limbs blown off. Yeah, fuck them. Throw them under the bus. Or some sexual suggested imagery. Yeah, like you can't show like titties and butts and hey, vaginas no, and penises. What's and wrong stuff, with you? You can definitely show like three week old decomposing bodies. That's that's kind of disturbing. I mean, that's what America's built on, but shit. It just it becomes really apparent when it becomes really apparent that there was no restrictions on this at all. Yeah. It just was there's your death, but they would cover up a titty and shit. I don't know. It just seems seems backwards. Yeah, it was kind of that's weird, but maybe it just falls under educational yeah, probably. Showing it, but I don't know. I think it's like institutionalized religious conservatism. Wow. That they just, they have this thing against sex for some reason, but they what don't do have it for against some war. Reason. It was like, yeah. For some reason. I can't pinpoint it. All life is sacred, maybe. Maybe the group of like the first of them that came over here were, were like, no, Europe, you're not doing this religion thing religious enough. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. Like, Yo, you crazy bastards! They're like we're going. They're like, yeah, you can go. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, go over there, two thousand miles away. We're super cool with God. <laughs> you are not. Yeah. So what did I pick? I didn't even really oh. see it. Um. So it's another two thousand three documentary. Oh, um, this, happy one. This last one was two thousand three. Nice. We are also dealing on the subject of death. Oh. Okay. Well, let's keep it going in a little bit different way. Oh. Is so, this a different certain kind of death? Yeah. Kind of. Maybe a forced one? Ooh. This one's called Eileen, Life and Death of a Serial Killer. <gasps> Eileen so, Bornos? Is that who it is? Yeah. Likely. Oh. Monster. So, yeah. Yeah. I know her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. it, basically it's a documentary. Um, here, I'll, Charlize so, Theron. 
Nick Broom. <laughs> it's Nick, not about Charlize Theron. <laughs> Nick Broomfield's second documentary about serial killer Eileen Wuornos uh, focusing on her mental state on death row. Damn. Okay. So, sorry, that was maybe misleading because I'm simple, but that's not the second documentary on Eileen. That's just the director's the director, second feature. Yeah, yeah. On Eileen. Oh, oh so it is yeah. oh. Eileen 2. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he, uh, leans on, he leans on her a lot for material. I think oh I think he did one like on her actual crimes okay. and like her, her killing spree. Yeah. And then this is her mental... Uh, state of mind on death row. Ah, she's oh, probably got man. it together and like got a four hundred one k and doing well, all right. You think? So yeah, she got a movie made about her. I mean, she's yeah, getting rights from that, right? What's the back end points? <laughs> the uh, the one um, review it shows here on IMDb says "Sympathy for the Devil." Uh, so like the Rolling Stones song. Oh. Um, so it says uh, this sobering film forced us to question what is evil. And what is humankind's role in creating it? Well, no, I think if you go on a spree and kill a bunch of dudes, you might have yeah, to... that's questionable behavior. Yeah. Whew. I wouldn't just sit back and be like, yeah, man, you do you. Yeah. Like, Men maybe, are evil, aren't they? Maybe, <laughs> maybe you should just do you and leave everyone else alone. Yeah. Chill out, Eileen. Stop leaning on everybody. <laughs> okay, you got to find a new joke. Okay. <laughs> I don't, she needs a different name. We're out of here. So, yeah, we'll be back uh, next week uh, talking about Eileen Warnos. Uh, yeah, give us a, uh, a follow on Twitter, yep. Three Dudes Pod, uh, mm-hmm. Instagram, more yes. suggestions. Facebook. Yeah, mm-hmm. keep giving us suggestions. Follow we'll th- we'll Carl Line. Don't we have that? Throw them in our fishbowl and uh, hey, we'll pick them uh, next week. Maybe. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be